a couple different things here, but we serve the knowing, the, the integrity of a building. If the integrity of the building and uh, going just everywhere, taking in how much the building's going to weigh, all into consideration, then they can say of the building is ready to be built upon. You are today is sure. I have found in Jesus Christ there is no cracks. Hoard upon his son Jesus when he came here. We can stand on that and we can and when Jesus does come, amen, come on, I'll get all excited about Jesus. I mean, I'm one of these guys right now, Lord, I'm going to fucking come back down. Well, it's not time. We're still here. So we're still, Missouri still has time, amen, time, but time is running out. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Can you say amen? Morning, he just a couple foundational scriptures. It is known. In other words, your faith, your foundation, can build on. There's nothing there, but I'm glad. Substance. In other words, what you're believing in, the Bible. Faith is the substance. In other words, what you believe, faith in the Word of God, will give you substance. It will make you strong on what you're seeing. Amen. Faith is now. Faith is not yesterday. Faith is not in the future. The very first word in that verse is now faith is. Faith is always present tense. When you're hurting in your body, you need help now. When the more nothing's of things hoped for, but it's the evidence of things not seen. Hope is a confident expectation that what you're believing on, God is going to bring it to pass. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. I love that. Now look here at verse 6. Amen. Hebrews 11 verse 6. And it says, but without faith it's what? Impossible to please him. Please who? God. Because God has just told us your substance is what you know. The word gives you your substance. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at that. But without faith, it's impossible to please him, God, for he that cometh to God. That's all of us in here. Anybody ever in here ever go to God? Well, when you go to God, when you go to God, you need to have some stuff ready. I said you need to have some stuff ready. Amen. But without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must what? Must what? Must what? Say it like you mean it. Must what? Must believe that he is a rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. Come on now. You know how it is when you're diligently after something. It's like all of us guys when we were young and we were chasing after our wives. We were diligent about it. Amen. And probably some of the wives would say, where are some of those things you used to do when you were chasing me? And now that the chase is over, it seems like since you've caught the prey, there's no more chase. Well, the chase was part of the joy of receiving what you were about to win. Come on now. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that the truth? Hallelujah. Well, those that go to him. Amen. Must believe 
that he is a rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. Folks, I'm telling you, you got to get after God. I said you got to get after him. You got to go. Well, I, I used to, but I, no, age has nothing to do with it. Amen. Color has nothing to do with it. Country has nothing to do with it. Culture has nothing to do with it. You may be a little bit slower, but we can still get after him. When I go to him, I want to be diligent in what I'm, I'm looking for God to give me some reward. What's Jesus? And when Jesus gives you him, he brings everything else that he has. Did you know everything Jesus has belongs to you and I? Whoa! It's yours. Can you say amen? Listen to me. Without knowing, without knowing the will of God, his word, without knowing his word, Our faith has nothing and no place to go or no place to start. You got to have a starting place. I said you got to have a starting place. You got to have a starting place. Remember when you started? It wasn't that long ago. I mean, we could all probably take it to the place, take it to the, the wherever it was, the time and what you did and what happened. I tell you, folks, I'm a new man. I said, I'm a new man. (laughs) You're looking at a brand new man. Without knowing the will of God, you probably ought to write that down. Without knowing the will of God or his word, our faith has no place to begin. Your faith needs to have a place to start. And that place for you to start to build your faith in is God's Word. God's Word. God's Word. I said God's Word. There is nothing for our faith to hold on to or to take ownership of until, until we find out what belongs to us. And you all are this way. You just let somebody come on your property and try to take something that's not theirs, and you know it belongs to you. Well, you'd have a calf. You'd stick a shotgun out the door and say, I dare you to move. Don't you take that. Amen. And that's in the natural. How quick do we, do we react to somebody like that that's trying to steal something from us? Well, the adversary's been doing that to you ever since you've been born again. He's been trying to come in and steal everything that you have from the time you said yes to him. He's a thief and he's a liar. He come to do to kill, to steal, and destroy everything that you stand for. Hallelujah. He's a thief. But how many of you know the thief, when he faces a strong man, has to turn and run? Glory to God. You need to be strong. Not in the natural, but that's okay. But you need to be strong in the Lord. You need to know who you are. When the adversary comes and he tries to maim and steal and wreck and, and, and uh, just steal everything that you tried to build up. Amen. We, you can't just open your door and say, come on in, devil. Just take it all. No, you'll fight. 
Amen. Let something come against one of your mother, you mothers in here. Let something or someone come against one of your kids. All hell would break loose. Come on now. I know you, some of you a little bit, but I could just tell. You may come against me or you may come against that, but don't talk about my kids. Uh-uh. 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 Well, we ought to be the same way in the realm of the Spirit. When the adversary comes in and tries to trespass on our property. Glory to God. Our faith must have a place to begin. And God's Word gives us that place. Amen. Just as easy. What, honey? Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's a good place for amen. Stand on the word. And everybody said? Amen. 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 We, you you got to have something, you know. And God has given us his word. Our faith must have a place to begin. And God's word gives us. He gave. Anybody in here ever was charged to get saved? No. He gave it to you. Amen. He gave it to you. It'd be like this. If I reached in my pocket here and held this out to Barb and told her that this was hers, you know, that's about all I could do. You know, that's what Jesus is doing. He said he was trying to give us some things. Amen. But if she keeps sitting there, I'm going to put this back in my pocket and she'll never get it. (laughs) See, that's how you get it. Well, I know you didn't. You didn't get it. Jesus is the same way. I said, Jesus is the same way. Here. Here. He said, I'm offering this to you. I'm offering you a way out. I'm trying to give you something that's going to make you a better person. You've got to have a place to start. And if you're going to start, let's start right here on what he says. Glory to God. Hallelujah. No, nobody saw that in the back row. <laughs> but it, it's a great illustration. I could stand up. I mean, I could stand up here all and tell just, you know, I'd, I'd love to just give this to somebody. I, I, the illustration's over, but I was just trying, <laughs> I was just trying to, I mean, we, we're like that. Amen. Even, even when it comes to natural things, money. You know, I'd love to give this to somebody. You know, I'd love to give it to somebody. And it's free. And people just keep sitting. The gospel has been preached over 2,000 years. And people are still sitting. They're still sitting. And if you keep sitting, you have no basis for faith. Because Hebrews eleven six says, faith, without it, you can't please him. The only way you can please God is to accept his word and then act on it. Yeah. Amen. A lot of people believe it. But it's not everybody that's acting on what he said. Amen. Right. Amen. Let's go on here. I might get this done today and I might not. That'd be all right too. Hallelujah. Talk a little bit about God's medicine. Everybody say God's medicine. God's medicine. Now, you don't have to raise your hand. Probably uh, many people in here are taking some kind of medication. Yes. 
Now, probably the reason you're taking medication is you went to the doctor and a doctor gave you a diagnosis was what was wrong with you. And then he prescribed this medication to help you. Thank God for doctors. Amen. I I go to them. Amen. Uh, There's medications I take. Come on. I'm not against medicine. I'm not against doctors. I just know a greater doctor has greater medicine. But I use them both. I said I use them both. Come on. You need to use a little common sense. Before anyone. Listen to me. Before anyone can have a steadfast faith for healing of their body. Listen. All uncertainty concerning God's will in the matter must be gone. (laughs) There should be no doubt. If there is doubt. I said if there is doubt. Then you probably need to stick close to your natural physician until you come to a point to where you can really totally depend on your spiritual physician. Come on now. Before anyone, any of you, can have a steadfast faith. In other words, faith that's going to work. You got something uh, from the word that's going to give you some foundation. And it's the word. You, you got in it and began to listen. Our faith for healing cannot go beyond the revealed word of God. Come on. Your, your, actually, your faith for anything cannot go beyond what this word says. Amen. Amen. Because there's, there's nothing out there to validate what you believe in God for. Unless you find it in here. How many believe God's word is true? Sure we do. Sure we do. And I'm doing all I can all the time to believe it more. Amen. Hold on. I'm stuck here. There we go. (laughs) Our faith for healing cannot go beyond the revealed. See, God, well, you know, revelation can come many ways. It can come from you reading. It can come from God showing it to you as you read the word. It can come from hearing preaching, hearing teaching. Amen. Cassette tapes, uh, whatever you want to listen to. But it has to be revealed to you. It has to come to you. Because I can't get healed for you. Just like I couldn't get saved for you. You had to come on your own. You have to believe yourself. And you have to come to a point in your life where there's no doubt. There's no doubt that when I go and somebody prays for me, I'm going to receive my healing. I'm going to receive my healing. We need to know what the scriptures teach, not only on healing, but any other area that we're having problems with in our life. Just as much as God's will to heal the body as it is for God to heal the soul. Amen. The man. Glory to God. Amen. 
Uh, look here at Psalms 107. I believe this is our first scripture we got ready back there. Psalms 107, verse 20. What does it say? It says, He, God, sent His word and healed them. Who's them? Those that believe, not just anybody. But it was sent to everybody. Amen? It was sent to everybody. His word. How many believe God sent His word to all of us? He did. He sent His word to every one of us. To every one of us who would believe. Believing, folks, is not enough. You've got to act on what you believe. You've got to put some motion in what you believe God is going to do in your life. You can't just sit in that house every Saturday morning and say, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to cut that grass. And now it's about 12. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to cut that grass. Now it's about 3 o'clock. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to cut that grass. Now it's about 5 o'clock. I'm going to get out there and cut that grass. Now it's dark. Well, it's dark. I'll just wait till tomorrow. Isn't it just like us? That's us. I'm describing us. Until you act on it, you may have to have somebody come in with a baler and do your yard. You know, one of our favorite things to do is when we go around neighborhoods and we kiddingly do this and we'll look at yards and we're always saying, why don't them people cut their grass? Because, I mean, I'm a stickler for, I don't have a big yard, but when I did, I loved it. You know? Why don't they just cut the grass? Why don't they eat? We'd eat. Why don't they hire somebody to cut the grass if they don't want to? Well, we just keep putting it off, don't we? We keep putting it off. Whatever it may be, not just the grass. Amen? Amen? It's just like, it's like Barb here. Uh, I'll use her because if I use you, you're liable to get mad. Gentle, so uh, gentle. gentle. It, it's, like, it's like I would request a homemade meal. And I'd throw a hint like this. Boy, Barb, it's been a while since we've had a good homemade meal. A few days go by. A few days go by. Boy, I, I'd love to have a good homemade meal. I'd love to have something good. And you know the first thing that she says? Where are we eating out at today? (laughs) (laughs) It's like my request was put out there, but it wasn't heard. But it's not that way with God. It's not that way with God. And she does. She does. She's a great cook. But it's not that way with God. Amen? Are you with me? Folks, I'm telling you, you've got to have a foundation. You've got to have a strong foundation when you go to God for anything. You can't just hum-ho, you know, well, well. You can't be like the ways of the sea, in and out, ease and out, you know. Double-minded man is unstable in what? All of his ways. Says one thing and does another, you know. Amen. God's not like that. God means what he says. He, God, Send his word, and his word healed them. And not only that, delivered them from their destruction or the troubles that they were facing. How many of you, you know that God has delivered you many times from a lot of things? A lot of things. We can all lift our hands to that. And you know what? He's not done. I said, he's not done with you. He'll go right on. 
I said, he'll go right on. Amen. I said, he's going to go right on. But you know what he'll do first? He'll come to you and say, what's the word say? What, have you been praying? What are you coming to me with? Have you, have you, uh, have you got some evidence? It's like anybody ever heard of Fred Price on TV? He has a big church out in the faith, though, not in California. Part of his song says, evidence, evidence. Have you got any evidence to prove me wrong? And this is what the devil does. You know, he'll, he'll try to, to, to post up fake evidence to God about you. But it's a lie. I said, but it's a lie. It's not true. I said, it's not true. Amen. And it's just like you and I, amen, as believers. Go ahead, devil. Go ahead and accuse me all you want. I got some evidence. Come on now. Throw your best shot at me. I got some evidence. Amen. Come on. We got some evidence, church. One of them is I've been born again. Glory to God. I got some evidence. And you know what? I've been covered. I got the blood of Jesus Christ who covers me. I got some evidence coming out of me. The devil can't come to me and say I ain't saved. Well, I know better. I already prayed. I already asked him to come into my life. He can't go under the blood. I've already applied not only to my life, but to my wife and my children. The devil can't come in and steal. I'm covered. I got the evidence. I got the word. I got the word. I got the word that's covering me. Glory to God. Insurance policy. Best one you'll ever have. Amen. Best one you'll ever have. Glory to God. Proverbs chapter 4. Let's go there. Proverbs chapter 4. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 4. Beginning verse 20. Now who's he talking to? He's talking to his family. Amen. Hallelujah. What's he saying here? He says, my son, attend to my words. Well, what does it mean to attend to my words? Come on now. He's talking to you. See, you, you've got to see this. Come on. He, he said, what does it mean to attend to my words? Look here at 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2. We'll come back to Proverbs 4 here in a little bit. Proverbs, or excuse me, 1 Peter 2 and verse 2. Amen. What did he say in Proverbs? He said what? Attend to my words. So if he's telling you and I to attend to our words, then we ought to pay pretty close attention to what his word says about my situation. What did he say there in, in Peter? He said as what? Newborn babes. What's the one most important thing to a newborn baby? Milk. Milk. Folks, I'll tell you up front. It's not these big revelations that some people think they're getting that's going to get them into the kingdom of God. It's these basic things that you learned when you were young that's going to help you and keep you when it comes to time that Jesus is getting ready to take us out of here. Amen. Come on. What did he say? He said, it's newborn babes. What? Desire. Come on. That's a big word. You could preach a whole month on just the word desire. Where's yours? Where's yours? Because wherever that desire is, it'll show up on the outside of you. It'll show up on something you're doing. 
It'll show up on something you're part of. It'll show up on something you're believing God for. Amen. As newborn babes desire what? The sincere milk. There ain't nothing more nutritious anywhere for a baby than the mother's milk. Nothing. Nothing more nutritious. Nothing. They try to supplement it with all the other things, you know, that they go out and buy and things like that. But as newborn babes desire the what? The sincere milk. The real nutrients. Come on now. The real nutrients that you need to have is right here in his word. But where's your desire to get what you really need? Well, I just sent somebody just tell me about it. I ain't got time to read. Well, you don't have no desire. You don't have any desire. Like Barb just said, you got to make time. I said, you got to make time. Even if you got to get up early or go to bed late. Yeah, but you don't know my time schedule. God does. Now, isn't it something how we can fit everything into our schedule during the week and exclude what God wants to do, but we can fill in everything else in the week that I have to do? Let's see. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Now I'm busy. Can't go to church. I wonder if you ever thought about rescheduling to suit God instead of of scheduling just to suit you. (laughs) No, I'm not. No. The word never hurt anybody. As newborn babies, if this isn't working for you, then maybe you need to go back to the baby stage. And begin all over and start getting the nutrients again in here. As newborn babies desire the what? The richness of God's word. The sincere milk. These are the nutrients that you need to survive. Amen. I said, it's, folks, it's, it's really not enough that you and I just meet here on Sunday and Wednesday. Try this. After today, don't eat or drink anything Monday or Tuesday. Now come Wednesday and get fed. But Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, don't eat anymore until Sunday. See how that works for you. In the natural. Well, (laughs) how do you think that works in the realm of the Spirit? I only need to hear what he's talking about on Sunday. Then I'll go back Wednesday and I'll hear him say something else and then I'll be good. No, you won't. I said, no, you won't. You may think you will. Amen. You need this. I need this. Your pastor needs this. If he's going to stand in front of you and tell you the truth. Because if it's not working for me, how would I ever expect it to work for you? I've tried it. It works. Everything I've ever mentioned to you about, Barb and I have tried it. It works. Come on now. I said it works. Prayer works. Being faithful works. Showing up on time works. How many, how many of you think if you kept showing up at work late, you would just continue to just go ahead and show up like that? You know what I would do if I was your boss and you were, you were late four or five times a month? I'd tell you, you either straighten up or you better find yourself another job. 
I know that's not popular. Because if we did that today, we may hurt somebody's feelings and they may have to have a safe place to go and cry. Isn't that pathetic? I said, isn't that pathetic? I I mean, am I telling you the truth? Come on now. (laughs) How much? What is your desire? How much do you need him? I just need him on Sunday and Wednesday. Well, uh, you know what? You're probably better than me because I can't make it on that. I can't make it on that. Glory to God. (laughs) As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, what? That you may grow. I said that you may grow. I said that you may grow. That you may grow. Look at the person next to you and say, that you may grow. That you may grow. I want you to grow. I want this church to grow. Amen. I want us to be mature about the things of God. And that can only happen as if we'll what? Desire the sincere milk of God's word that we would what? Grow. He just guaranteed us right there. If you as a newborn baby will desire the sincere milk of milk of the word, amen, you'll grow. You'll grow. Your faith will grow. Your outlook on life will grow. The goodness of God in your life will grow. Your faith in him will grow because you're trusting in what his word says. Can you say amen? Matthew 4, 4. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 4, 4. Well, what does the word what does it mean to attend to my word? Matthew 4, 4. But he answered and said, It's written. It's already been written down. Man shall not live by what? Bread alone. I love, I love bread. I love to eat. I do. I love to eat, but I don't live to eat. I eat to live. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word, every word that what? Proceedeth out of the what? The mouth of God right here. Come on, for I have no alternative but to tell you every Sunday, every Sunday God's word works. But it only works for not only those who believe it, but act on it. You've got to act on what you believe. Amen. But he answered and said, it is written. And I'm not going to be able to finish this. I may finish it next week on Mother's Day. But he answered and said, it's written. Jesus said that. And he said it for all of us. You know, every living day that Jesus was alive, he had you and I in mind. He had you and I in mind. Amen. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. All these things I hear. Amen. Amen. Man shall not live by bread alone. Or some of these other things, you know. But what? But by every word that proceedeth out of my neighbor. 
That's right. That's right. Man, if I had to live according to what my neighbor or what my friends say, could, couldn't make it. I said I couldn't make it. I said I couldn't make it, but I can make it if I'll adhere to every word that adheres, that I hear that comes out of God's mouth or God's word or God's word. Amen. Amen. You know, amen. Well, pastor, are you trying to, uh, are you trying to motivate us to read more and pray more? Yes. 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 And you will notice a big change. Let me see if I have something here that I could uh, read to you. Yes, I do. And, and we'll close with this. And if, uh, we'll, we'll take communion. But I had a friend of mine say this many, many years ago. And he said, when he, when he read these prayers... And he did it every day, every midday, and every evening. He said, over a period of time, I noticed that my life was changing. But he stuck to it. Every day, every day, every day, he read these prayers in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 1, beginning in verse 17, it says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That's a prayer. You can pray. Did you know you can actually get the wisdom, the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of God? When you pray? Woo! Glory to God. He said he'd give it to you. I pray this every night. I prayed every night. Let me go on here because it's so good. And, and, that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you, us, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Why? That the eyes of my understanding being enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of his calling or what you would have me to do, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Talking about us. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward. Who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Which he wrought in Christ. When he raised him from the dead. And set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. This is a prayer. You can pray. And hath put all things under his feet. Well, he's talking about Jesus. Yeah, and he's talking about you too. Because what he put under the feet of Jesus are now under your feet when he was raised from the dead. Glory to God. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him, Jesus, to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body. That's you and I. I said, that's you and I. Look at that real close. That's you and I. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. And then in Ephesians prayer, this is the second prayer you ought to pray. Anybody want to copy this? I'd be glad to get it for you. Ephesians three fourteen. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you or me, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Folks, that's us. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Woo! That's for you and I. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm glad to know that Jesus did it for us. That's us. But that's your prayer. Glory to God. Isn't that good? I love it. Don't take much to get me excited. When it comes to Jesus and what he's done for me and where I'm going, I get excited. And I can't help it. I ain't never going to apologize for it. You see, I never did get over being saved. <laughs> and don't want to. Greatest thing that ever happened to me, Evelyn. Greatest thing that ever happened to me. Nothing can compare to this man called Jesus who invaded the privacy of this guy right here and turned everything around and made all things right. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And if you're listening to this live stream session, you need Jesus. More than anything in your life. There's one way in. And it's through and by. Jesus Christ. No other way. But by this man. Called Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Come on my brother. Whoever's helping you serve communion today. We want to bless you with communion. Hallelujah. What has been provided for us. Let me read to you a little bit here in 1 Corinthians. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank God for men like the Apostle Paul who listened to God. Now, I don't know where you were on your way to when you got Jesus. But God absolutely interrupted the life of Saul, who was later called Paul. Stopped him in his tracks. Oh, hallelujah. But as we take communion, what a holy time. If you're here and you've been born again, you're a candidate. But if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior to really benefit what this is all about, You need to have accepted him as your personal savior. This man called Jesus. And Jesus said this. Verse 23 in 1 Corinthians 11. He says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. 
Isn't that good? When he received it from the Lord, he delivered it to you. And that's what we ought to be as witnesses for God. As God gives us something, we ought to give it to someone else and tell them about it. Amen. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Amen. Brother Craig, you want to bless the, offer, or the uh, uh, communion today?